You are listening to the Confident Girl Podcast. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty, and my vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. Um, so, okay, now I'll get started. Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of The Confident Girl. I am Lisa Thompson, I am your host, and I'm also the CEO and founder of Self Love Beauty. I am so pumped for today's podcast. Um, I have a special guest on today. I know I've been doing a few solo, I've been talking about self-care, I've been giving background on my own journey, but today we're going to be talking about um, taking that next step in your confidence, um, surrounding yourself with people in your life that... Um, help you and support you and then taking that leap to believe in yourself based off of you know having that support and having that faith that you know I've talked a little bit about how my journey has first off love has been really around my faith and about having confidence and the people around me so we have Jamie on today so I swear I've known Jamie 15 years, but in reality, let's be honest, I've known her probably a year and a half. Um, Jamie became an ambassador for Self Love Beauty um, just over a little bit of a year ago, um, but honestly, like she came right into the groove. She immediately came to help with a photo shoot that we did, and I got to see her grow as a person, um, but honestly, if you've met Jamie um, or if you ever get the chance to, um, she's outstanding. Um, she's taught me a lot. Um, in December, um, she launched a new company. Um, she's back in school, but you know what? I'm not going to share those details. I'm going to let her do that. So Jamie, welcome. Um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Jamie Kruger, founder of Philip Your Cup, and um, I am just a normal like 33 year old woman who is chasing dreams. And I live in Midland with my husband and my dog. And, um, really, you know, I started fill up your cup, like you mentioned, um, just out of a need for supportive community, which is part of what we're talking about today. And, um, it's been a game changer and a blessing to, um, work with women and connect with them, get them connected to one another. And, um, you know, being a full-time student, going back to school, being passionate about dietetics and taking care of people's health and wellness through my own journey um, is one of the most important things to me. So all of that combined, I just really believe in self-love beauty and what you have created and how you're helping to educate people on self-confidence and empowerment. And I just think that it's amazing and I love being a part of it. Woohoo! Well, thank you. Thank you. Obviously, I love having you a part of it, too. Um, you know, I talked a lot about the ambassadors on the show and a lot about how community is really important to us. So, Jamie, since you started this, um, you know, fill up your cup, like I've been to a couple of them. I really love everything that you're doing. Um, so tell me why, like, why did you even create this? What, what need were you seeing um, that made you want and prompt you to do so? So fill up your cup came at a time that was really unexpected, but um, so needed. And honestly, it kind of started for me, but I quickly realized within a few days of thinking about the idea, just how many women around me who were feeling lost. Um, so that's really where it started. I was working in healthcare for about 10 years and I left healthcare to come home and work full time as a health and wellness coach. 
which was great. I had a lot of success in my own health journey and it helped me be passionate and help other people succeed in their journeys. But when you come home, it's such a different dynamic. I had no idea how different it would be to be alone a lot and not have the interpersonal relationships anymore that I had so easily with coworkers. Um, you don't realize how hard it is to build friendships, especially in your late 20s, early 30s and beyond. Um, there's really no age cap for that, but it gets challenging, you know, when you leave behind the college scene and you don't have the same friends anymore. Can be very isolating. So, Philip Your Cup started basically on my couch with me kind of being frustrated and asking God, kind of show me how could I build better one on one connections with people? How could I create more solid friendships and be a better friend to people? So, it just kind of was brought into my head and my heart to help women connect. And I just thought, how easy would it be to connect over something as simple as a cup of coffee? It's super familiar. People often share a lot of conversation around coffee. And one of our local coffee houses is what helped me be inspired around that model, just to connect around cups of coffee, around a table, uh, and to gather together. So that's how it all began. And it's been going on now for, this was our 10th month. Um, our gathering is this coming weekend, and I'm super excited for that. And we've been blessed to partner with a lot of people such as yourself and um, really help women just get to know each other and build that supportive network. I love that. And so I think that you having a supportive network and creating one is so important because you hear a lot right now about the comparison on social media. I mean, we can probably both raise our hands saying that we've, we've done that. We still do that. We don't want to, but it, man, it's hard not to. So with creating a supportive group, um, why do you think so many women still feel the need to bring each other down and what can we do to help them not do that anymore, but like know that they are supported and know how to change that mindset to no longer fight against each other, but come together over a cup of coffee. I really think about it immediately. What comes to my mind is community over competition. Um, I think the competition often happens through, I mean, through my personal experience, it happened because people were often feeling the need to compete in the workplace for different positions. It's a natural thing for people to do, especially women, to feel threatened. And we're very emotional people. Uh, we're very emotionally connected. We tend to take things more personal, I feel. And if you haven't yet learned those skills to take things less personally, and maybe you're, you're not in a great place and you've been through a lot of difficult things, and if you're where I used to be, where there was just a lot of negativity all of the time, you're constantly focusing out of a scarcity mindset you're focusing out of a place of everything, you know, you're looking at everything you don't have instead of looking at the things you do have. So I think we look at other women as our competition and social media kind of perpetuates that by everyone sharing their highlights and all the beautiful things and less so about being honest about the struggles that they're going through. Um, the goal of Philip Your Cup is to help people talk about the similarities. We are all more alike than we are different. So. I'm trying to create a space where women can really talk about those things and realize that no matter what state of your life, we really truly are alike in so many ways. We all feel insecure. We all feel threatened sometimes. We all get jealous. 
there are just so many feelings and they're not specific to one person. I mean, we all feel them. So I think that um, if more women could just commit to reframing their mindset, and I know that that's not something that you can just say, I'm going to do that starting today. It's a learned process. But we learn that when we choose that we want to change our life and our way of thinking and when we choose to want to become better people. And the only way that we become well-supported is to well-support other people. So when we start becoming better friends, in turn, we receive better friends and we have better communication and we're less competitive and more supportive. And so that's a lot of what I've seen personally. I love that. And I think too, um, kind of like you said, like it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that we have to learn. Um, but I, I like honestly think one thing that you were saying is, you know, it's, it's a simple cup of coffee, but when you take away the social media, when you take away the competition, you're able to focus on that person. And I mean, for listeners, like Jamie and I have had many cups of coffee, many conversations, and they've even um, progressed to just text messages sometimes of like, hey, I need you to think of me in this, like think about, about me for this X, Y, Z man, I'm struggling here. And then it's, I hate to say this, but sometimes it's really nice when someone says to me, me too. And I'm like, oh, phew, I'm not the only one that feels this way. And then when you have the big moments, those people are there cheering you on. And when those moments get rough, they're still there and they're supporting you and encouraging you. I mean, we live in a society right now where I want to be 17 things. I'm involved in 17 things. So many of us women are. And so competition actually um, kind of exhausts me. I really think about it a lot of the times. Like I would say that there are moments of jealousy um, when you see someone's success come to play. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not happy for them. That just means that I can't wait to get to that level sometimes. So I think that that's even understanding the difference of like, I'm not mad. I'm not anything. I'm just, I really want that one day. And like you, you still have those moments, but it's like still cheering them on and not saying, well, that's not fair that they got that. I no longer want to be friends with them. Their competition. It's more of the change of mindset. Like you said, um, another part of your life, you know, obviously you started to fill up your cup. You left your full-time job to, um, be a health and wellness coach and now you're even taking another transition. So through that transition, there's a lot of different pieces that helped you make that change. And if you wouldn't have had that fill up your cup in the first place, maybe these mindsets wouldn't have happened. So can you take us through that process, like the good, the bad, the ugly, and how you came out to be in school right now? Oh, man. Yes. Uh <laughs> big question. Big question. Yeah. Yeah, this is the tough stuff, um, but I'm happy to share it. Um, you know, we all have stories, so that's what's really important, and sharing them is what helps other people realize what's possible. So leaving, it was so hard for me to leave 10 years of loyalty with the company I'd been with. Didn't matter how I felt or how, you know, rough it was at times, and, you know, it wasn't the greatest place for me, um, for my own mental health and well-being, but nevertheless, I'm a very loyal person. I'm an Enneagram six and I stick around for people. So it was really hard to have all that experience and think about leaving it behind and not knowing what was next. Even though I knew I would work from home, I had a solid plan. I'd been, um, health and wellness coaching people for a while. Still really hard to think of making that leap into something that is technically less secure. So 
you take somebody who clings to security and ask them to do something that makes them less secure. You know, there's no benefits that come with that job. I mean, when we're talking about like healthcare, things like that. So it was really scary for me being this responsible person to let some of that go, to take the risk, to follow where I felt like I was being led. So through the process of coming home, realizing how isolated I was feeling and how I was struggling with that, there were so many areas in my health that I realized were still like not great for me. I mean, I went from being an emotional and binge eater and struggling with my weight a lot of my life, being a yo-yo dieter, like going through some hellacious personal issues and all sorts of things that were just ugly. We all have our stuff, right? So went through all that hard stuff, got healthier, thought I was doing great. And then life changed and I came home and yeah, I found that I wasn't over the binge eating. And I had gone so far as to create another layer of disordered eating for myself. And that was restricting. So I would eat a lot and then I'd punish myself and I would work out and I wouldn't eat. And I threw my body into such a mess that I was basically just isolating myself again. You know, it was like shameful to me and I didn't want to talk about it. And I just thought, okay, so you've come so far. How did we get here? And I started working with a dietitian and a counselor to try and help me overcome this difficulty and to help me through the transition of working from home. Basically, over the last 10 months, you know, I'm still working with that dietitian and counselor, and it's not something I'm ashamed of. I advocate for that so heavily because they have helped me change my life. And those two people are the reason why I ended up back in school. I fully realized that I'm still passionate about helping people. I loved it when I was in healthcare, but I didn't like the political surroundings. I still loved it with health and wellness coaching, but it was less interactive person to person, which I've learned that is kind of like a love language for me. Like I crave that connection with people. So Basically, going back to school and thinking about going through this program to be able to become a registered dietitian is my wholehearted passion at this point to know that these people touched my life in such a way that have helped me heal, become more whole, become more confident, you know, and the difficulties aren't over. Um, it's always a journey. There are different layers. But just knowing that I can have that impact on someone else and truly help them dig into all that difficult stuff. And I could personally relate to them and what they're going through and help them kind of transform and become more confident, become healthy in a way that's right for them. Um, health is not a cookie cutter situation. You know, it's not about dieting. It's not about this. Well, if you just eat keto or you just follow the South Beach diet or what have you, you know, whatever it is, you have to do what's right for you. And you can't pigeonhole yourself, box yourself in. Health is different for everyone. And when I say health, I'm not just talking physical or your weight. I'm talking mental, I'm talking spiritual, social. There are so many layers to what health is. So I'm really invested in helping the women in our community especially. Um, I love to help everyone, but the women in our community, especially because of the competition, because of the feelings of unworthiness, because of the shameful nature that everyone pastes on top of disordered eating or anxiety or what have you. 
I just want to help women see that it's okay. You're going to be okay. You can get help. You can get support. There's nothing wrong with that. I want this to be a completely open and acceptable topic to talk about. And I want them to know they have a safe person to come to who's invested in helping them heal in the way that's best for them. So I know that's a mouthful, but that's where my heart is. Well, and I think that like even stepping back to when you said like a couple like months ago, it's been a 10 month journey since you even like started thinking about these things. So I think what people would should take away and what I took away and I'm still learning this and I think we all are is things take time. You can't just like overnight become the healthiest version of yourself. You can't just overnight stop body shaming yourself. It is a practice. I talk a lot about how self-love is a journey. It's a journey. It's always evolving. I mean, I'll, you know, right before this podcast, Jamie and I were chatting, you know, I had a terrible day yesterday. Self-loving did not get a grant. For those that work in the nonprofit world, you know that you need those grants sometimes to put on programming. And then you play all these games in your head of, I wasn't good enough. You take it very personal sometimes. And I'm still working on not taking things personal. I'm still working on, you know, knowing that like, like you kind of said, like self-love beauty is an avenue for all. We want to teach confidence. We want people to feel comfortable. We want you to come as you are. And that's the beautiful thing is if there's more like that out there, we're going to cut that stigma. When you talked about, um, you know, you have a counselor and you have a uh, dietitian. I think the biggest thing is, is there's still a lot of stigma around that. And I was in a meeting the other day and people and the doctor was saying to us, like, there's still this big stigma. And how I ask my patients is if you, um, if they, if they say to him, like, well, there's nothing wrong with going to a counselor. And then he offers it to them and they say, well, that's not for me. He says, then you have a stigma because if you would give, if you would ask your, if you would tell your sister, if you would tell your best friend that they need to go to a counselor, but you wouldn't yourself that's a stigma right there. And so what we need to do is come together to realize that. And we need people in our lives that are like, cut the crap, get it together in a nice nice way. Sometimes we need a nice, sometimes we just need them straightforward. We know who those people are. Um, but it's, it's about that support. And, you know, there are a lot of moments I think that we all self-doubt each other, but then I think about the impact that we also make too. And in those moments of doubt, in those moments of shame, we forget about all of those other things. We forget about how great we are. We forget about all these things that in the world, and we forget about those people that love us. I mean, suicide right now in the state of Michigan is um, top two for for death. Over 17 million people are suffering from depression right now, and 48 million people have anxiety. It's something that needs to be talked about. Um, Last week was um, Mental Illness Awareness Week, and therefore, you know, there was a lot of conversation about that. Jamie and I both shared stuff on our social media as well, but your story matters, but you have to get that support system. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough of how much that's changed my life. If I didn't feel, you know, Jamie and I had this podcast, if we wouldn't have felt comfortable talking right beforehand, it probably would have been a little awkward being like, all right, let's start this podcast, like not even getting to know each other. And I think that that's a thing too, is like you change as a person, you have more confidence and you feel less isolated and less lonely when you do that. But I will tell you, you have to take that leap if you're scared. I know that what it's like, we both work from home. We get it. Like we we know that it's hard to just go out there and find friends, but find that group that works for you. Find those people that work for you. Again, it's not going to work. Like not everybody's going to be your best friend. 
but you'll find your people. You will. You just have to put the work in. Um, so Jamie, before we close out, we've talked a lot about um, taking the leap. We've talked a lot about support. We've talked about a lot about of different things that have helped us in our lives and your story. But what is one or two things that like, if you ran into one of our audience members today, what would you tell them? And what advice do you want to leave with them? So, you know, what I would really say is that I see you, I hear you, I so relate to you, and I just want you to know that you are important, you are loved, you are known, and even on the days where it doesn't feel like it, there are people who look at you and think that you have it together and that you are awesome because you are. And even when you can't see it in yourself, someone is always looking to you saying, wow, I wish I was more like that. Or I wish, you know, I had this together. Or I had that job. There's always someone wishing they were where we are just the same way that we wish we were where someone else is like you were talking about with your grants. So I just want to say, you know, take baby steps. Um, that's how I started. It was terrifying for me to think of jumping out into spotlight and I would have never guessed that I would be leading something like fill up your cup if you would have asked me two years ago I would have been too terrified to talk in front of people I was at a place that was really dark and low so I do understand what it's like to be in that place and have the anxiety and worry what people are thinking and if you'll be judged but even if you just commit to showing up to a fill up your cup event or a self-love beauty event even if you sit in the back of the room just showing up is your very first step in starting to feel more confident in social situations. And then maybe the next time you'll move a row up or you'll scoot a little closer or you'll say hello to someone you don't know. It all starts there. And when you start to really build the confidence and commit to yourself that you want the confidence and you use those affirmations and you find that support group. And even if that support starts with a counselor, I think that's a great way to begin. So just start, just show up, just take the very first step. And that's the beginning of your journey to confidence. That's the beginning of you creating the support system we're talking about. That's the beginning of everything when you are just starting out. And I love that you said that because people see people that have confidence and they think, man, I want that. Well, they had to start somewhere. We had to start somewhere. I didn't just like walk up into a room and sit at the front seat. Heck no, I was in the back seat at one point, you know? And no matter where you live in the world and in the United States or whatever country, it, there are organizations that want to help. And maybe you don't have something right in your city. We have a great blog. We have this awesome podcast. We have so many things that like we are building to help all people. So just know that you aren't alone. We will be launching some stuff in 2020. Self Love Beauty will be that will be online so that you guys can connect more with us. So Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we just really appreciate everybody that continues to listen into the Confident Girl podcast. Um, Jamie actually is on our Your Story Matters committee. So I want to just do a little punch here. So October 27th is um, our first ever women's event. We actually will be sharing stories but it's way more than that. It is way more than just learning from other people's stories and sharing your own story. It's about community. It's about connection. It's about um, touch. It's about 
self-care. It's about designing your life. And I will tell you, our committee has been putting together all the small details. So if you live in Michigan, even if you live in Arizona, come check us out. Um, the event's October 27th. Um, all the registration information will be in the description, but also on our website at www.selflovebeauty.com. Um, we really, really, really take a lot of work and a lot of interest in helping people. So know that your story matters, that you matter, and that we all have to love our story. So um, thanks for tuning in today and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in today. For more resources on confidence and self-love, visit my website at selflovebeauty.com. If you have a story or you are inspired by one of these podcasts, email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. I always love hearing from you and being able to inspire even more people. Again, remember to continue to be the best confident person you can be. Thank you.